Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. I was like, Jeff Bridges is shooting a ghost, but it's more like a that bad CG Mr. Hyde from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The CG so I was like, All right, is so bad. It's awful. <laughs> it's amazing awful. That, that CG of that that poor level can be released. It's embarrassing. It really is. Everybody that worked on that movie should be really interested. And all the jokes, <laughs> all the jokes, like are drawn out way too long. I didn't get that far. Like when it. they when they reveal what they really look like to real people. It's like a whole sequence. It's like a music video. And I was like, Who what, directed what in the hell am I watching? No. Some guy. I don't know. I'll look it up. Yeah. Some, I, think, I think he's like a, an animator effects guy background. Kind of like the director they, of Deadpool. Well, it got delayed forever, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it did. Was and I don't back. know why. Because they, <laughs> they couldn't have been making it better. <laughs> they tried. This can't be better than, than what it was. Robert Schwindke. Okay. Director Wait, and writer. Robert Schwindke? Uh, of uh, many things, such as a flight plan, uh, an episode of Lie to Me, uh, the Time Traveler's Wife, Red, RIPD, and Insurgent, the Divergent series Insurgent. That was the second one, right? Yes. I just saw that. Uh, he's also directing Ascendant and Allegiant, the other movies. Ooh, wow. Right. He's doing all right, all right. man. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. Gojo. I'm Nick. Tim. I'm Willie. Today, we were talking about RIPD. We're also going to talk about <laughs> Star Wars and some... Listener feedback. They all just turned off the episode. <laughs> yeah. They just turned it right off. We already tanked the audience. Talk about our most downloaded <laughs> episode of the Never year. watch it. God. I watched the whole thing so you guys don't have to. <laughs> Unbelievable. That guy failed up, though. Like, he, like you made RIPD and somehow got a bigger job. For Whoops. <laughs> well, some, some would say that Francis Lawrence did the same thing. Right. But ah. very weird mirror Rip. career. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Scream! <laughs> Have you guys heard Alex's caveman impression no. on the Game Nerds podcast? I can't, I can't even. It is so it. funny. <laughs> that the fifty-two fifty-minute mark. Yes, on, it's almost fifty-three minutes on the nose when yeah. he does it, and it's really good. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. excited. Check it out. It's in our in our PSX, and, and no one laughs at it. Video game. John laughs at it's it. It's a different crowd at the Game Nerds. Over there. <laughs> if, it's not, if, it's, if it's not a fart, it's not funny. <laughs> John John laughs at it, but he, he kind of does, and then but he, it's it's off. It's and Brian just barrels through. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. It's, anyway, it's pretty good. At MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Write to feedback at midwestfilmnerds dot com. Let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. Uh, search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook, Vine, and iTunes, and we are also on Stitcher Radio and TuneIn Radio. Uh, MidwestFilmers dot com has all previous hundred and fifty seven plus bonus episodes with full show notes, so you can skip over the spoiler Terry and uh, Amazon dot dot com. This is uh, too late to do any holiday shopping, but if you get any Amazon gift cards, go ahead, use them through that link, and we'll get some of your money. <laughs> yep. Remember that song? It's too late to apologize. Too late to Christmas show. It's too late to Christmas show. <laughs> Uh, anyway, use gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> we have some listener feedback emailed in by one David Steele. Uh, he says, Hey guys, David Steele here. I'm out of commission with the nasty stomach flu, which prevented me from seeing The Force Awakens. 
I'm laying in bed with plenty of time on my hands, and I was wondering what some of your guys' chicken soup movies are. Movies that you could watch anytime that make you feel better, or gems that you watch just to watch something when you're sick. Thanks, guys. Thank That's an you. awesome question. Thank you, David Steele. Uh, the only one that I can think of for me, I think whenever I get sick, if I am not sick enough to not be watching anything, I end up watching all three Back to the Future movies. It's <laughs> mm, a good pick. That, like, consistently happens. Do you feel better as they go on? Usually. Yeah, they heal Usually, you. yeah. Even, I, I love all three movies. I don't know how most people feel about them, but, yeah. Any others? Uh, interestingly, uh, I watch Star Wars movies. Um <laughs> I I don't get sick, um, and I don't stay home if I do. I make sure I infect as many people as I can. Um, because misery loves company, and I, I think they wrote that somewhere. Um, but yeah, um, I mainly watch Star Wars because um, it's more or less just background noise to me yeah. at this moment. I don't actually take in anything happening in the movie. I just I let I let the magic heal me. They're kind of the movies where if you happen to fall asleep and wake up later, you didn't miss anything because you already know everything that you happens. you dreamt whatever it was that happened. Yeah. Because yeah, no, I don't fall asleep during Star Wars. Are you kidding? Well. It's too it's too good. I can just see Kojo laying straight out, like as flat as a board, straight out, just staring at the screen, like with no, like like no emotion on his face. <laughs> it's like like the, he's making a face right now. Yeah, that's exactly what I imagined. So just sensory input just happening. Yep, it's like the opposite of a deprivation tank. It's just <laughs> sending it off. I uh, I thought of Star Wars as well because when I was a kid, it was like you know your mom, my mom, uh, my mom would just be able to know she could just put on like one or two Star Wars films and it would ride me through a couple hours and then I wouldn't bother her. And yeah. like, Here. But I, uh, I have two sick movie stories that are kind of funny. <laughs> when I had my wisdom teeth out, I gave my mom a list of movies I wanted to see and I must have been really whacked out on some meds because <laughs> she came back with, this was apparently on my list, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly and The Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> the, and what a fever dream I had. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Uh, the Good, the Man, the Ugly. Two true epics. Yeah. <laughs> From similar color palettes, too. Um, and so whenever... And, and Chronicles of Riddick is one of those ones like Deep Blue Sea, where if it's on TV, I'm just going to watch it. Yep. But I never know why, because it never gets any better. <laughs> it doesn't get any worse. It's just kind of there. See so. episode 62 or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, that's right. But, I, but I, th- I always think of that when I think about like being sick or something, because like... That was probably one of the last times I was like living at my parents' house, and it was like someone else would go retrieve movies and like buy me a bottle of Verners to to go with it. Yeah. The other one was uh, when I had appendicitis and had my appendix out. Um, when I got uh, home, the first thing I was like, "Man, I feel really crappy." And hey, Lizzie, um, <laughs> come here. I was like, "Man, I had just had an awful time at the hospital, and I want to watch something funny." So I put in old school, mm. and I was also on some weird medication at the time. And I laughed so hard during the dart in the next scene that I ripped one of my stitches open a little bit <laughs> on my abdomen <laughs> because you do a lot of laughing right here, and there was no longer an appendix there, and it was uh, it was pretty funny. I was like, "Oh, a little bit of blood, <laughs> still holding." <laughs> oh, is that bad? <laughs> is this bad? Yeah, it was kind of mirroring the movie. Is this bad? Tim, what do you got? Um, yeah, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, I usually watch wrestling. 
pro wrestling when I'm sick because you watch pro wrestling no matter what you're doing. Uh, really. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> so it's just another day. <laughs> but you, I can fall asleep to it because pro wrestling shows are like three or four hours long. You mm-hmm. just fall asleep, wake up, whenever. But I thought of I read this article on it was called it was an article about Spielberg's B sides, and it made me realize that I have watched Catch Me If You Can a couple times when I'm sick, <laughs> and then it made me realize. I watch Tom Hanks movies when I'm sick because I've also watched Doing That Thing You Do when I'm sick. Oh. And those are both good sick movies because they're way too long. And, <laughs> but they're really they're really upbeat, both of them, I, and really a lot of fun to watch. But you can fall asleep for stretches at a time and pick right back up. <laughs> so I would recommend those. Okay. Really? Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, yeah. extended versions. <laughs> My strategy is wrap myself in like four sleeping bags. <laughs> Put a warm washcloth on my head and sweat for 12 hours <laughs> while I watch The Adventures of Frodo. That's that's it. And I feel really good afterwards because I'm like... I, sweat I, that sounds like a cleanse. There's a reservoir of, of sweat put that, in the bottom Put of. that on Pinterest. Lord of the Rings sweat lodge. And I just don't get up until they're done. I would have somebody else in the house change the discs. Uh, disc three! Let's go! Ring a little bell. Let's go! Yep, so that's Just my strategy. Of the first movie? Yes. <laughs> Part two. Part two. The appendices. Let's do it. Um, so, yeah, no, I do that. Now, I did get sick one time, a little different kind of sickness. And what, <laughs> what happened was, I don't get weird. What happened was I went up to Canada and went camping. Uh, and it was incredibly hot. This might have been the hottest summer I've ever Ever it's hot in Canada. It, really hot. <laughs> Woo! It was on a lake, and it was like everything was festering. It was horrible. And I put sunscreen on because I'm very fair skinned. Thank you, Scottish heritage. And I forgot to put it on the top of my feet. And so I was oh, wearing God. sandals, and I got second degree burns on the tops of my feet oh. just from the sun. Uh, I had blisters that took up the entire top of my foot on either foot. I got sun poisoning, and I had to call off work for like four days. So what did I do? Well, it just so happened that I was borrowing a copy of a legendary television program, The O.C., from a friend (laughs) to burn it for another friend. And I was like, hmm, I'm immobile. I can just hit play all. Let's give it a shot. I got hooked. (laughs) Huge fan of that show. Um, Like, tore through season one and two. So... Yeah, no, that was that's my favorite sick moment. I think was discovering how wonderful the OC was. That Adam Brody. Yeah, and as the as the son of Orange County beat down upon them, so too did it beat down upon my feet. <laughs> but no, it was a good time. It was great. OC Ontario, Canada. Mm, yes, <laughs> I'm never going back. Oh, Canadian boy. heat. Ooh. Ooh, I like the sound Ooh. of that movie. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the other places in Canada you go to. It's also Ryan Reynolds, but maybe. Who else? That's the Windsor Bell. Tom Heat. Skerritt. Isn't Tom Skerritt Canadian? Probably not. <laughs> Jim I don't Carrey? Think so. yeah, Willie's Jim. not watching Canadian Heat now. No. <laughs> Mike Myers. Oh, not right. if he's a part of it. <laughs> that was the other movie that was on. Austin Powers. Ah. <laughs> Austin Powers 2. Thank you, on. Canada. The Spy Who Shagged Me. That was a wonderful Brendan Flasher, Fraser clap that you did. And then Brendan Flasier should... Wow, Flasier? <laughs> Mr. Flasier should be in Canadian Heat with uh, Ryan is he, is he Canadian as well? I think so. Probably not. That was, that was. <laughs> My list of Canadians is wild. Are you just incorrect. lumping people into this Canadian category? Soundtrack by Brian Adams. 
We were like five people, and two of them I don't think are Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones, Tim? <laughs> Brendan Fraser and Tom Scarrett. Are we sure? I don't, I'm, I don't I'm think gonna, either one. I'm gonna vet our sources. I know for a damn fact Brian Adams is. Yeah, oh yeah he's yeah. the greatest yeah, sport they have. Sure. Yeah. Which one are you looking up? I'm looking up Brendan Fraser. I'll look up Tom Scarrett. We'll get, we'll don't show me a picture of him. No. <laughs> Which one? Tom Scarrett. You know, uh, Tom Scarrett says right here in Wicked, is an American board, so there were one. There's one. He's got a Detroit, Michigan hat on. He's from Detroit. <laughs> oh, Alex. <laughs> He's a few miles away from Canada. Uh, Brendan Fraser says was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, <laughs> but his nationality is American-Canadian. What okay. did you just say? I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> Brendan Fraser and this is Sifismus? <laughs> what? <laughs> It's also my Canada. <laughs> it's also my Canadian or my. Uh... Are you having mouth seizures? <laughs> I'm really hot, and Lizzie is like wet, and it's making me even hotter, and it's not good. Anyway, I, I have think, a copy like of the RC you can borrow. I like that you're sitting like a good six inches above the rest of us. <laughs> the founder is looking the down on us chair. officially. Yes. <laughs> My, we are at the mount of the founder. There's less oxygen up here, so I can't <laughs> speak properly. So your brain is you're speaking, shutting down. You're speaking in founder tongue. Yes. <laughs> Just oh. mumblings about Brennan Fraser in Canada. Nift Manfactus. <laughs> yeah, the fifth member of the Manfactus Four is <laughs> Brennan Fraser. Brennan Fraser, <laughs> Canadian Canadian icon. Canada. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he checks into hotels as is just Brennan <laughs> Fraser. <laughs> It's like Scott Diggs. No, no, not Brendan. <laughs> oh, I'm Brendan Fleischer. <laughs> I'm trying to visit a friend. Oh, God. Don't I'm mind me. So much right now. For some reason, I feel like anybody would just look at him and go, oh, no, you're Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Alex is actually going through menopause in front of us. <laughs> Tears and, and sweat oh, oh, before yeah. our Jeez. very eyes. Oh, okay. okay. Yep. Well, who wants We're to gonna... talk about Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I gotta go like blow my nose. Or something. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Well, at least shut that down. <laughs> This episode also brought to you by Chipotle, <laughs> like last week's episode, <laughs> which will also make you sweat and cry. <laughs> and Whoppers, the original malted milk balls. Sorry. If you're ever feeling sick and you're thinking of those sick movies, uh, enjoy a bottle of Detroit's finest Verners. It will yeah, help you out. Yeah, buddy. Dave Steele, if you're listening, when you're listening, I hope you've got some Verners in you. He I'm sure he, he does. A, a stomach flu, right? A bug? Yeah. Man, that'll wipe that shit right out. Saltines and baby. <laughs> Saltines and Verners all day. Go just like, I don't get sick. Because <laughs> that's all I eat. <laughs> Saltines and Verners. I've literally filled my, filled my little refrigerator at home with Verners that I don't plug in the refrigerator because it's better if it's warm. That's uh, true. And then I just cram saltines. And I'm like, invincible. That's perfect. I got hit by a truck last week. Shrugged it off because Verners. <laughs> Weird. I was always a Canada dry when sick. This really? uh, explains a lot about our last conversation. Burners <laughs> <laughs> when uh, <laughs> all comes back to Canada. Somehow. I was going to say, are you hanging out Canada with Canada on the mind? Uh, Scarrett? I'm secretly Canadian. I don't even know it. <laughs> secretly Canadian. That, that can that's be another the, good name for a movie. It's like a prequel to Canadian. <laughs> I think. <laughs> 
All right, Star Wars The Force Awakens, directed by J.J. Abrams, starring Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Damo Gleason, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Lupita Nyong'o, Andy Serkis, Anthony Daniels, Max von Sydow, Peter Mayhew, and many more people. Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. Chris Baker. It's just one more Ooh. name. Uh, the IMDb synopsis says, Three decades after the defeat of the Galactic Empire, a new threat arises. The First Order attempts to rule the galaxy, and only a ragtag group of heroes can stop them. <sighs> if you want to know our opinions on the rest of the Star Wars movies, listen to all previous 157 episodes <laughs> of the Midwest Film Nerds podcast. It's probably been stated at some point. Um, let's try and keep it pretty concise in the non-spoilers, and then just get right into spoilers. Because I'm sure we'll spend the bulk of our time this episode mm-hmm. there. But mm-hmm. um, Gojo as probably the biggest Star Wars fan in the room, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Would you yeah. like to go first? Uh, well, I, I could say that I was, I was uh, intentionally cynical about this movie. I didn't, wa- I, I, I didn't want to get excited about this film. And I didn't. I succeeded in that. At no point <laughs> was I excited to see this movie. Um <laughs> Uh, just because it's it's a Star Wars movie, so there are some people who, as long as it's better than Attack of the Clones, it's going to be the reinvention of the film wheel. You know, it's going to be amazing. It made them cry because they're kind of losers. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I just I, I didn't. Sorry, yeah. Jermaine. Oh, <laughs> I I didn't want to I, I didn't want to just join the hype train. I'm I I've I've been there. I've done that. Um, I've got what I needed out of Star Wars. Uh, so yeah, I wasn't. Really looking forward to this because I didn't want another Star Wars movie. Uh, that said, I really liked it. Um, it's a it's a great Star Wars movie um, because it's trying to be a Star Wars movie, an existing Star Wars movie, not really a new one so much. <laughs> um, but uh, all the new characters are great. Um, the effects look great. Uh, the yeah, everything it's really good. It's really good. Um, I don't think it was it was mind blowing by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I I'm glad I'm glad they made it. I'll say that. Yeah, all right. that's all I'll say. Nick, your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was really really good. I embraced I embraced the hype train. I embraced the need for this movie, and I was really glad it was being made. Uh, I think it delivered on pretty much every front. I was a little bit. When we first left the theater, I was just still trying to process everything. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like, not let down, but I think I, I remember saying that it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. But I think I, I, I mean, I know I take that back now because now that I had some time to think through it all and, and everything that it did, um, I think it was excellent. And uh, it did a great job playing up on the nostalgia of previous entries. It did a great job starting off a new, brave new world. For new Star Wars fans and for existing Star Wars fans, um, it looks looks great, sounds great, very well acted. Uh, the effects are really awesome. The worlds are cool. The action is really great. It's nice to see a lightsaber battle that matters again. <laughs> uh, it's nice to see star fights that matter again. Uh, it's just really good. It's really well made. I'm looking forward to the next one and the one beyond that even more than I was this one now, which is pretty insane. <laughs> This was uh, by and far my most anticipated movie this year, and uh, I think it delivered. And um, yeah, it's very, very good. All right, Tim, what did you think of Star Wars? I thought it was all right. Willie, <laughs> <what'd you, what'd laughs> oh, I'm good. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Willie, what did you think of Star Wars? 
I'm 50-50 on Star Wars. Okay. But I will say this. I, there's a lot of things I liked. There's a lot of things I didn't like. But I walked out being excited about Star Wars again, which is a really good feeling. I haven't had that in a long time. I bought a Star Wars video game that's relatively expensive. And I don't buy video games because they're expensive. <laughs> so I did that the next day or the couple days after. I took Gojo. Yesterday. I was like, Gojo, we're going and buying Battlefront. <laughs> um, so that's that That tells me something. Um, no, I... I I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I liked it. And I'll talk more about it in spoilers. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed the movie very much. And my expectations weren't high, but they weren't low. It was just, I just kind of wrote it out in the middle. And I think it, uh, it exceeded my expectations uh, quite handily. Um, there, I think there are some problems with it. And, and we can talk about those in spoilers. There's, there's other things that I can talk about here that I was just kind of like, eh. Like, uh, you know, little bits and pieces of things. John Williams, I think everything that he does sounds great, but I don't really walk away with this with any memorable themes like you do out of every other Star Wars movie there has been, except for maybe one, two, and three. But we're not talking about those. Um, But other than that, all the new characters are fantastic. I think it was beautifully shot there's a few shots that stick in my mind and they're not even necessarily things that are important that i'm just kind of like that was really cool and and specifically i'm thinking about the shot that kind of tracks with bb8's head in the beginning of the movie for some reason just like ingrained into my brain and i'm like that was awesome and i don't really know why i think so but it, it was great um uh, not only were all the new actors great, all of the characters in the movie are fantastic, in my opinion. There's nobody that really lets me down in any way. And um, and even though that some might say it is it is a rehash of, of previous events, I think it shuffles things around enough to be cool. And some of that samey feeling follows from logic in the, in, in the series, I think. So... Um, yeah, I don't know if anybody else has any non-spoilery things that we want to say off the top. I, I think we all say you should go see it in theaters because mm-hmm. it's quite a theater experience. Um, none of us saw it in 3D, uh, but we wouldn't recommend that to you anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back in spoiler Terry for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Here we are in Spoiler Terry for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Willie, you volunteered to go first. Yes. Uh, what, what I'm you, the chosen one. What spoilers do you want to talk about? I chose about? me. Uh, do I get the bad things out of the way first? Positive. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, it is a rehash of A New Hope. I don't think that's a bad thing. I hear a lot of people complaining about it. It can be a little frustrating. There's moments where I'm like, ah, come on. You don't have to hit that beat again. Like, you don't have to do that. Like, you cut it out, JJ. But I didn't mind the overall, the bigger beats that it follows from, from that movie. So I'm not going to complain about that. Um, well, I, as long as we're on that point, I felt <laughs> it, it, it wasn't, didn't feel like so, it felt more like a loving homage than a blatant ripoff. I agree. Um, I think it's because there was enough new stuff, and the new stuff was actually much better than all the loving homage stuff, that it made it so that the beats they were hitting back again on, uh, I didn't really mind so much. Sure. 
No, I that that yeah, that that's pretty much how I feel too. So, um what sucks? Snoke is not good. Snoke is bad. He looks like shit. Uh Andy Serkis is cool and all. He doesn't do anything interesting with this character. And we don't know anything about the character yet. Yeah. So it could become interesting, but I'm basing it on this film as an experience in its own two hours and 15 whatever minutes. Snoke sucks. Should not have even been shown in this movie other than maybe a voice. It's, I mean, given how, how little they really do with him other than, you know, some exposition, they, they shouldn't have shown him. Yeah, you're right. They should keep him. Keep the interesting thing about him is the secrecy behind him. Keep him mysterious. Uh that's I, I think that's the only way to really make him interesting. Because uh, he, he was just kind of just vomiting out everything the villains need to know. And it was just... It, it wasn't... He wasn't good, yeah. They're going to need to turn it around for him for me to actually give a I, shit. I'm, <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. That's, I, I don't doubt he's just going to do something absurd. Just absurdly awesome I, in the next movie. And I'll, we're gonna I'll be put like, a oh positive. God, Snoke, guys. I'll put a positive in the Snoke column. And I guess it's not. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need that we needed to see him, but I think it's good to know that there aren't these two petulant children running around controlling the First Order. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah. I just think that could have yeah. been accomplished through something better than the big giant. Something CG a little head. more subtle. Yeah, yeah. That's something fair. a little more. And, and maybe that's maybe that's kind of following in the footsteps once again of the original trilogy. But you know what? It worked so well keeping things in the dark a little bit that I think you can. Can do that again. I, they only mentioned the Emperor like once in Star Wars. Sure. So that would be fine. I think just just enough of a mention of there's some. I mean, I, we can kind of assume there's a higher person yeah. up than than. I mean, come on, General Hux, <laughs> fucking dork. <laughs> 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 no, um, that's let's get to the. I think the villains are my biggest complaint here. So let's get through the rest of them. General Hux. He's kind of funny because he's sniveling, but I don't take him seriously at any point. And uh, I like Donald Gleason, but man, is he shouty in that one scene where he's giving his speech. And I, I didn't, I didn't find it like stirring, like yeah, go get him, boys. I found it like shut up, like cut it out. Um, coming for you, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yeah, he, oh, yeah, he's coming. He's coming. He for got Eddie. some Redmayne on him for sure. Um, <laughs> Captain Phasma is like wasted, pointless in this I, movie. I Absolutely, said, I thought you said Kevin Phasma. Kevin Phasma, <laughs> another member of the Man Fact is six. No, uh, Captain Phasma is serves zero purpose, which is a bummer because I really like Gwendolyn Christie, and I like that there's that voice behind that mask. I think that's cool and interesting and, and different, but she doesn't do anything. She literally gets dumped in the trash. Like, what a shitty way to take out that character. I mean, I'm sure she'll be back, mm-hmm. and I'm sure she'll have more to do, but once again, this is The Force Awakens, not whatever the movie the next movie is. So, not a fan of how that was handled. Give me something with her. Have her kill... A, show her, like, murdering a couple villagers in cold blood. Do something. She does nothing. She kind of prances around and shuts off the one thing that's, like, protecting their big giant base. Mm-hmm. With, just because somebody's like, hey, I got a gun to your head. Like, come on. <laughs> this is the person you entrust with your First Order troops? Bad call, boys. <laughs> um, who? Uh, that's it for villains, I think, uh, except for Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, um, I, I was unsure of it first when I walked out of the theater. I enjoy him quite a bit more now, having thought more about him. I think he's an interesting villain, and I feel good about where that character's headed in the future. I'm very curious to see. He's, he's a total mystery still. We know so much about him, so, much, so many of the big things about him. You know, we know who, who's, who his parents are, and you know, we know kind of his course through life, but we don't know any of why he made the decisions he made or what turned him a certain way, and we're going to get to learn all that, and that's very exciting. I like that. I'm very intrigued by the character. It's insane that... Like, none of this conversation happened in, after the prequel movies. 
Because we knew where it all ended up. Sure, yeah. And, naturally and, and to have new unknown things about Star Wars again is mm-hmm. really cool to me. Very exciting. And, 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 that, and to be fair, I, I'm interested to see what Snoke's all about, too. I didn't like the presentation in this movie, but I'm interested to see who this guy is, what ties he may or may not have to the original movies. Um, how did he sed- Anyway, how did he seduce? Any- we could speculate a bunch, and that's kind of the fun of it. So what I did like, um, I liked a lot of things. I liked the, the designs of the planets. I thought were really cool. There were some really interesting new worlds we got to see in the Star Wars movie, which was nice. Um, the lightsabers look awesome in this movie. Uh, I, my brother Zach brought that up, and I was like, "Wow, he's really right. They feel real again. Like they, they totally do. They don't feel like like CG. Like they don't feel like there's nothing there. You know, um, I like that. There's a danger to the lightsabers again. Yeah, they they look like it's just this a blade of energy instead of. I mean, er, there was there there were certain restrictions in in the previous movies. I mean, the the original mm-hmm. trilogy that they couldn't achieve the same effect with these ones. I don't know that they would have, even if they did, but right. um, just the way, like, you can see energy kind of flying there's off a the blade. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's crackling. Especially and when, Kylo Ren's, which when, is well, awesome. Well, when, like, mm-hmm. that scene in the in the forest, like, when snow's hitting it, you can feel, you can hear it uh, sizzling yes, and stuff. sizzling it's off the blade, cool. and it's, it's the, the, the blades are there, you yeah, know? I like um, that. There's a danger to yeah. the whole fight, and... I, I, all the new characters are awesome. I'm, I'm going to let somebody else take over, but there's a lot of things I liked. On, on the, the lightsabers, I like how Kylo Ren's is very dirty. Oh, it's like totally it's, handmade. It's not, yeah, it's completely handmade and not like focused properly or something. Maybe because Snoke isn't like a real Sith or something like that, which is like. Or there's just not access to those anymore, you know? Yeah. Maybe he had to cobble some together. I like that. Yeah. Who else? Nick, you haven't said much. Tim, you haven't said much. I want the positive guys to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I think it was probably uh, I was probably looking forward to it the most. Um, I think it. I think it lived up to just about everything I had in mind, which is pretty insane considering I watched like everything <laughs> leading up to it and had all these half baked theories formed in my mind and couldn't help but read every article I could find on it and everything. Um, I. I mean, I guess there's a lot of the obvious stuff, like Finn and Ray and Poe are all awesome. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see all, more of all three of them. Um, I liked Kylo Ren a lot. I I can understand why some people initially were a little bit, maybe not, maybe not put off isn't the right word, but why some people might have been kind of like, this guy, this is the guy mm-hmm. <laughs> under there. But I'm really, like Willie said, I'm really excited to see what uh, the future has in store for him since he's gone full-blown, as evil as you can be. Uh, <clears throat> I think his motivations are really interesting, and I think watching watching a Sith be born in a compelling way for the first time <laughs> in a Star Wars movie is going to be really fun to watch since <laughs> we didn't get that before. You will try. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do agree. Snoke was kind of stupid. The designers are stupid. And uh, I almost started laughing when he first rolled up because I was like, is that an 80-foot tall bad guy? <laughs> I thought that was for real. And I was like, oh, my God, this is dumb. And then it was a hologram, and I was like, oh, that's cute, but whatever. I'm really hoping that that's not the way he actually looks. I'm hoping that's just like a weird front. Some man behind the curtain type thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm really hoping that's the case. Uh, uh, all right, the big one, I guess. Han Solo's dead. Uh, super dead. Super dead. <laughs> Wesker <Very> dead. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was pretty stunned. That and I can't say I was surprised, but I was still stunned when it happened and the the method in which it happened. Because I have a real thing about people falling, people's bodies falling away in movies. It, to me, it's like the darkest thing ever. 
Because at least when people die in, in, in conventional ways or even in non-conventional ways, sometimes you usually have remains, something you can, you can stand and mourn over. And so when people's bodies are gone in movies, it freaks me out. Like, on a weird, on a one, like when characters fall over cliffs or waterfalls or in pits or even when Gollum falls in, the, in Mount Doom, spoilers for Return of the King. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, ooh, no one deserves that. Like, that's horrifying to me. And so when that happened, that was what really bothered me. I was like, oh, my God. Like, they can't even put his body on the shuttle and, like, say goodbye to it. Like he gets a less dignified death than Darth Vader does, so I was like, I was like, that's raw, that's raw. Um, what about I don't, when Obi Wan just disappears? <laughs> yeah, but he's going to be a Force ghost. Han is gone forever. Uh, so, Force you know, ghost. Han. Spoilers Force ghost for Han. Star Wars. Yeah, spoilers <laughs> for A New Hope. Um, I don't mind it. Uh, it was actually a pretty pretty awesome way to go out. And I, I at first I was a little bummed in, in the method because it just felt. My biggest problem with this movie is the third act. It's so fast. It goes mm-hmm. so fast. And you spend all this great time letting us get to know these characters and unraveling the plot and getting the texture of this movie in the first act. And then the second act, we move along and we get a little bit more of the mystery. And the third act is just really fast. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, though. <laughs> it's it's just really... I mean, watch watch Star watch. OG Star Wars again with that in mind. That no, movie is it's, it's a sprint. I mean, yeah, but it feels more natural than this did because the whole the whole thrust of the first Star Wars is figuring out how to take down the Death Star, pretty much. And in this movie, I don't understand what the Star Killer base is. Still, I don't. It's never explained well. I was like, is it a planet? Are they? Yeah, I think it's I, I, built into a planet. It yeah. Looked, yeah, I, I, I don't like know. Because the yeah, they were in the snow planet, and I was like, okay, is that like where the satellite is that controls the Star Killer? And then I was like, oh wait, they're on the Star Killer, and like everything about that was really shittily done. I didn't like that at all. I was like, this is it's I, so I inconsequential to what they're like. Yeah, when it blows up, I was like, that didn't seem hard, and they all just <laughs> fly away. And I'm like, isn't that a thing like? 10 times the size of the Death Star. Shouldn't that explosion like tilt moons off their axes and stuff, axes and stuff like that? Like, it just seemed Shouldn't like they're like, the shockwave probably kill you? Yeah, and they're yeah. just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> We're out. And I just thought it was kind of, I, the third act felt really mishandled compared to the amazing balancing act I think the first two acts are. But Han's, Han's, Han's death is really good, I think. Uh, and it, like I said, the aside from his body being gone, which really freaked me out, because uh, <laughs> not only does it fall, it explodes. Yeah. It, it's gone. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, he's no. he's one with the galaxy now. But it, uh, it, at first, it bothered me. I was like, you didn't have to kill Han Solo. You didn't have to. And then I was like, well, maybe you did. Maybe Harrison's original point, like thirty five years ago, is true. Like someone's got to die, and who better to kill than like one of the most beloved film characters of all time? Like when you talk to people about Star Wars, they're like, oh, Han Solo is great. He's he's up there, and. I read someone's point online that was really interesting, and it was kind of what I was thinking. I just wasn't able to put it into words yet. And they, and, and they, they pretty much said, like, Han probably should have been dead hundreds of times over. <laughs> like, he should have either died in the cantina, or he should have died in the Death Star Runner. He should have died. Like, he was always that character who was cheating the odds and, and going, going for it no matter what the outcome might be. He even has that line in the movie where he's like, I don't ask if it's possible until after it's over. Like, <laughs> and he... So, so him dying finally at like an old age and, f- and kind of for something was really good. Like in, in that attempt to connect with his son again and, and, and kind of keep his promise to Leia, I thought that was really good that he, and even in that last moment, if he had to be the tool that pushes Kylo Ren into, cause somebody I was talking to the other day was like, Oh, there's still some light in him. No, I was like, not anymore. Yeah. He killed his dad in cold blood that he is a full blown bad guy. Now I don't think he's going to be like. 
if they do that in episode eight, if he's like still like, oh, the light side, I'm struggling with it, I'm gonna be like, Pfft. no, that, that you got to leave that for nine. He is pure. Uh, yeah. No, you don't need that. That better never come back. <laughs> he needs to die pure evil because that he's such a he's such a good bad guy. He's got all these great bad guy traits, and I'm like, yes, give me like a full blown villain who's gonna just be dark side as it gets and then not be like oh, I'm, I'm upset I want to come back to the light side like, fuck that no. I feel like Leia being around <laughs> maybe doesn't bury it completely I don't want her in the next two by the way she's really bad in this I think but <laughs> she's one of the other things I didn't like she has a hard time talking. <laughs> well, because she's got Botox freezing well, her face I in think, place it was awful. I'm not necessarily sure that it's Botox I think they Yo, I looked. think they gussied up her face I think they CG'd up her face it looks oh, like, I, I yeah. think that they they put not not Botox, but just like so much makeup to to try yeah. to make her look younger. And I was like, dudes, just let it go. Just let it let her be. She, she looks is a fine. General, yeah, yeah. I mean, she looks even... fine on like the talk show circuit yeah. that she's going on. I'm like, what's Guess wrong? People get old. <laughs> yeah, and like they leaned into it with with Harrison Can't all and be Mark Hamill. Handsome, like and Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford looks yeah. exemplary. By the way, he looks so good. <laughs> like, you know, uh, Leia just I didn't mind her, but I was just kind of like it felt like they didn't. Well, I think you could. <clears throat> that was the whole thing with the the resistance quote unquote uh it just it was it was felt rushed it felt underdeveloped it felt much well much like the the main like entities in the movie like the republic the the first order and the resistance they're just they're just there and they're like plugins for things we already remember from the star wars the the other star wars movies they're not those those entities aren't developed at all uh first order you're just like okay they're the empire so that's who they are in this movie. The resistance is the rebels, the republic. They're there to die. They're Alderaan, um, and it's just I, we didn't. I mean, I didn't want two hours of you know galactic political drama trade disputes. or anything. Yeah, trade disputes or whatever. But I would like to know where we are in the in the galaxy mm-hmm. before you ask me to care about these fa- different factions. Read the tie-in book, bro. Well, no, I think well, no. I, I that was should have been the that. opening crawl. Was just the time. I was going to say that, but the um, I think that they had to choose what they wanted to do with this movie, and it was either talk about politics or it was make a fun Focus movie, I, I, right? And I think they made the right choice. I think they I don't have found say, a little more because I was in the same boat, and I, I don't want to read a time book. <laughs> no, I, I think we could have. We could have. I mean, we all I needed was like a line or two. Seriously, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, there's I a no you clue. can strike a balance between the two, and they didn't. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say uh, on the topic of Leia, I think it's not that Carrie Fisher's bad. I think just the fact that everything with her is tell and not show that it's hard to grapple with any way you try to perform it. Like everything with her and Han is just here's Kylo Ren and this is what happened and our son and blah blah blah. And it's never you're never like you never get to gain any of that from seeing her do anything in the movie. She's just standing in a room and talking to people. And so there was no way to make that great. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't think it would have worked fantastically regardless of whose hands it was in unless like John Hamm was playing like Princess Leia, but even then <laughs> maybe not. So very graceful. Um be. but yeah, that's She yeah, she was uh, her presence in the movie felt more like here's Princess Leia in the movie and less like here's an important character in the movie. Um, whereas Han was clearly important to the movie. I mean, yeah. 
I was touched when he, the two were together, though. I'm not. I'm I, not, I, but I, but I, was, see, I was a sucker for her, it. But that's not that's not a function of of the story. No, that's a function oh, of your. Oh no, I know. Uh, I'm fully aware. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying I'm a sucker for it, and it worked for me. Her, her <laughs> and moments, okay it worked for me. Yeah. It worked for me too. But yeah, her moments with Han are, are pretty pretty beautiful in terms of like them talking about themselves. Yeah. And but. can I uh, on the on the subject of the <clears throat> solo family? Um, I thought the reveal of Kylo Ren as their kid was clumsy and stupid uh where it's just like your father han solo <laughs> and everybody's like oh instead you could have actually built up to something like cool like imagine if we don't know who kylo ren is there are little hints here and there but then when han and leia finally meet for the first time and han's like i saw him i saw our son and you're just like what huh Kylo Ren? What? Yeah, a little I bit think, with the reveal of Kylo Ren. We talked about that a bit afterwards, yeah, Gojo, and I, I just I, that, I don't disagree. The, re- the reveal felt just it, it, like sh- like tell and not show. Yeah, um, like you were saying, it was just that was kind of clumsy. I thought I wanted them to save the. And I've heard this online too, but this is one I I do agree with. I wanted them to save the helmet, Kylo Ren taking the helmet off reveal for yeah. when when. Uh, Han uh, asked him to remove the helmet. Yeah. I, I don't think he needed to take the helmet off for the Ray thing, the Ray standoff. I think that Adam Driver was doing so much within that mask that he could have conveyed what's going on oh, God. in that he scene. Great, anyway. yeah. And it would have been so much more effective if the second he removes that helmet, you're like, there's a human being under there, and it, his name is Ben Solo, and I might be like, holy shit, like, this is a person. This is not a robot. Like, this is not Darth Vader, who we learn, of course, later in the series is actually like a person. But it would have been, a, I don't know, that would have been a sick moment to really just the whole thing just, yeah. you know. So I'm a little bummed that that happened, especially because it's unfortunate, but I can't disagree with the guy in the audience. But when he pulled off the <laughs> damn helmet the first time, his hair is kind of flowing and stuff. And it's a little goofy. It's the guy from Girls. He looks a little regal with it, his hair It looks a little or... silly. Yeah. It's like you so almost guy in the theater to do like a head shake. Exactly. Right? Like this guy in the theater just goes, ha! <laughs> it was yeah. pretty funny. I was like, okay, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I wish they would have rejigged that a little bit. That guy was Tim. No. No, no. <laughs> it wasn't actually. But, but uh, there were certain people that were disturbed by his appearance. They're like, oh my God, it's Adam, Adam Driver. It's the guy who eats a butt out in girls. Yeah. <laughs> like, they couldn't get over that. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Sith Lord and like, Butt what Eater. What are they going to do? <laughs> Where's this movie gonna go, Tim? Yeah, Tim, I, I want to hear from you. Okay, well, I just wanted I wanted to throw it around. Yeah, because I don't really have a ton to say. Um, here, what this I movie fucking sucked. No, Peace no, out. what no. I didn't like. <laughs> um, I tend not to like the scripts for J.J. Abrams movies because they don't make any sense, and I thought this one didn't make any sense either. It's it. It's a movie that if you think about too much, I think it falls apart like Star Trek 09. Like, Star Trek 09, you're sitting there going, like, why is Eric Bana just waiting forever? <laughs> like, what the hell? And then this one, if you start thinking about it, you're like, what's... Why can they see planets getting blown up from the base <laughs> yes. of a planet? Like, yeah. that's how, stupid. How do, they, how do they know that that's the Republic? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then well, they... Uh, well, they, they built another Death Star, and I just went, you morons. But it's a bigger Death Star. Well... Yeah, I mean that makes I, some sense. That was I. <laughs> the, the whole Star Killer base. Given that we didn't get anything on it, it's just you get to see it, and it's a planet, and it has a gun in the middle. Uh, it was it was too big to be believed. I mean, I know it's Star Wars. I mean, come on, I don't believe any of this shit. But this is they built a gun into a planet. 
It's just absurd. Yeah. It's too absurd. I Death mean, Star is absurd. It looks super cool, though. It's, I, I thought it was, it was cool, but I, given, no, it it, no given it a little more time, I mean, I loved how it's, it's like it pulls all the energy from the sun and, the, that was, that was and then it turns yeah, like nighttime when it's all fully charged on the planet. It's, it, they used it to good effect, but I thought the, the idea of it, the more I think about it, it's like, yeah, it just kind of falls apart. It's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. A different um, kind of mega weapon would have been nice. Or not even a mega weapon at all. I don't know. I mean, before yeah, and before I move into stuff that I like that actually made me like the movie overall, uh, I just want to point out that J.J. Abrams is a monster for mis- for using the guys from the raid the way he did. Mm-hmm. That was horrible, <laughs> and he should not be allowed. He should get into a fight with one of the people from the raid <laughs> for the way he used. Them. That was that was probably what you were like most it's looking the, forward to seeing in the movie. Yeah, and it was just like anybody uh, with any taste. That's what they were most looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, on to the positives. Uh, the characters are fantastic. The actors are great. Um, I really liked. I really liked Kylo Ren. I really liked Adam Driver in this. I thought he was fantastic. And he, um, the old characters were fine. I mean, they're right. Um, <laughs> no, what I liked about this is, and the reason I bring up um, Kylo Ren most, Adam Driver, is because it reminded me of a movie I watched with him. Uh, like a couple weeks ago, which was while we were young. Yeah. And I thought this actually did the millennials and baby boomers relationship even better <laughs> than that movie did. Um, Here we go. The characters are all very millennially, like mm-hmm. the new ones, um, especially Kylo Ren. Um, and, and they both kind of like bitch about each other a lot too, which is what baby boomers and millennials do, even though I'm a millennial too, so I'm like we, I should say. But you know what? I, and this is all in generalities too. So, um, but, but they're all they just bitch about each other, and then they're like, "Ooh." Um, <laughs> but Kylo Ren, he is the perfect dark side millennial. I figured that out. He's he's born to a pair of baby boomers in Han and Leia, who um, they fought they fought in the front lines of like a big war. Um, it's a war that they didn't really win, um, from what I can tell. Um, <laughs> And I'm guessing, like, Willie and I were hashing this out, like, I'm guessing he was very sheltered as a child. And then once he got, like, turned on to the evils of the world, he's like, ooh, ooh. And then, like, Han and Leia, they're bad parents, and I loved that. Like, they're <laughs> shitty. And, <laughs> because it seems like the first, like, sign of trouble with him, they, like, ship him off to Luke. <laughs> Get rid of him. <laughs> Send him all to Luke. <laughs> and then, Military <laughs> Academy. Because here's what I love. About the Hanalea and his fantastic relationship in this movie because everybody loves that scene in Empire Strikes Back where like I love you I know yeah but you think about it, like what a dick <laughs> <laughs> and like they should not be together ever so what they do is they ship Kylo Ren off to Luke and they're like I, honey I got to go back to work because I can't stand you I got to go back to smuggling and she's like I got to be a general let's just go back to what we're good at classic boomers. And, uh, <laughs> So, where was I at? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle was also very whiny, and I love that about him. Um, because he's he's a true heel. He's a true blue heel. Like, you don't really... I don't, I don't. Other than his look, I don't really think he's that cool. He's like, when something doesn't go his way, he just bitches. And then he starts throwing a tantrum with his lightsaber. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Perfect millennial. And then Ray. Now, Ray is the... Um, she's like the light side. She's like everything good about millennials. She's very accepting. Um, she's actually, she's very knowledgeable. Millennials are very knowledgeable people. Um, the problem is with Ray and her whole story, and it's, it's a millennial fantasy. It's she never works for anything. In this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like she, she just gets, she just, it just happens to Ray. She's like, Oh, 
I kind of got the force now. All I had to do was think a little harder and not be as unsloppy and unfocused as I was for most think of the. a little harder. So, it's good. Um, Here's a ship. Uh, I know how to fly it now. So really, yeah, no, and the whole movie is basically, it's it's millennial Star Wars is what it is. Because it, it's like, it, it's a remix of the first movie. Like, it, it's not real original, but it does, it puts enough of a spin on it. You're like, oh, it's like, it's like Girl Talk or some, one of those bands. Um, <laughs> so it, it's fine. And it's also like, they look up to the heroes. I wrote that down of the old era. Um, I also did, and I really did like this. Um, it's the most diverse of the Star Wars movies, yeah. obviously. But I loved that the big battle at the end was or the main three characters, our main three good guys were a woman, black guy, and like a Cuban Jewish guy, whatever Oscar <laughs> Isaac is. <laughs> um, so I, I really, really loved that. And I loved a lot of, um, I loved a lot of it. Oscar Isaac, the thing with the characters is Oscar Isaacs and Ray, uh, Finn and, or is it Finn and Ray? No, Poe, Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe. <laughs> is that, that Connor? Connor. <laughs> Put the bonnet back in the Put box. Poe Oh, maybe JJ was inspired by Connor. I'm sure he was. I bet he was. Aren't we all? And um, so they really have no flaws, if you think about it. They, they just don't. I mean, I think Poe Dameron's biggest flaw is like, he just loves his job a lot. <laughs> loves it too He's a much. career man. My <laughs> biggest weakness is that I'm too dedicated to my job. <laughs> yes. And I mean, Ray has none. Finn I, Finn's the most interesting character. Finn's awesome. John Boyega is awesome in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was it was refreshing because at the end of the day, it's a Star Wars movie. And I don't care. And I just sat through three movies of characters that I hated, kind of, <laughs> and like were nothing but flaws to me. So it was nice to have people that I liked again. <laughs> So that's about it. And Willie and I were talking. I don't want to see any more. I want to see a Poe Dameron spinoff. I don't want to see any of those other spinoffs. I don't want to see Han Solo, young Han Solo. No, <laughs> I want Poe Dameron running around the galaxy. Yeah. Being all swashbuckling. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get into like hypotheticals and hypothesizing and whatnot on, on certain topics. But Gojo, did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up in Spoiler Terry? I feel like I did. Um, I think, well... Uh, Back to Han Solo's death a bit. I uh, had a few things about that. Um, it was... Uh, there There was a moment, probably a solid minute or two, before he actually goes down. You you just know. Yeah. You, it's like... Very telegraphed. Yeah. It's like he sees Kylo Ren rocking down the bridge, and then they're just setting up this moment. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's happening. It's going to do it. It's going to do it. And then it happens. I'm like, oh. And I think that was a smart choice. Um I said that I said that I was talking to Willie before I said that because it gives you uh, it gives you as an audience member kind of time to prepare. Um, uh, I think I think it also I think Obi Wan's death is just as telegraphed and, and yeah I mean maybe hope. it's it's telegraphed pretty strongly. Maybe you don't get like the full several minutes before he dies, yeah. but I mean yeah, you, it's like you know. Um, and there's this shot of. Oh my god, that that shot of them on the bridge, but it's like this huge wide shot and you got they're like near the center and then Chewie's off down to the lower left and uh uh Finn and Ray are up in the corner and they're all just lit perfectly. It's this huge shot of this huge era and it's it's one of those um it's just one of those Star Wars shots that just kind of take your breath away. Um and if you watch the original trilogy, I think I mean, take away all the all the nerd shit about Star Wars. They're really well done movies. Um, 
and they they did a lot. They, they they kind of made the the summer blockbusters that we know and love. They kind of paved the way for all of those. Um, and I just I, I rewatched Star Wars again because I had a day off and I was a little sick. Uh, read back to the soup movies, and um, yeah, I just watched them all again. And I kind of I, I caught a lot of things this time that like interesting, interestingly composed shots and, and things like that. The, a lot of technical things I caught now that I, I've never seen really before because I was watching for the story. And I think when you watch them for the, the technique, uh, there you'll get a new appreciation for them. And mm-hmm. I think there were, there, there was a lot of that in this too. Um, there were just a lot of really cool shots that I'm always going to, I was going to remember. I'm going to remember that one, uh, the tie fighters coming in with the sun behind them, that was incredible. Um, and yeah, just a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of really cool, uh, a lot of really cool camera work, I thought. Uh, and I'm not really a technical wizard or anything. The shot but. of the Starkiller beams rushing towards the the uh, the Republic on, yeah. that you see from Kylo's, from the deck of that Star Destroyer is beautiful. I think it's um, awesome. Kylo Ren's introduction in this movie is really, really, really really good. I haven't seen a villain set up that well in a really long time. Freezing that blast. And then then talk about a well-written scene and just releasing it at the very end just to kind of remind you, like, oh, shit, he's still hanging on to that thing. (laughs) Just not even looking at it, just walking away and then finally letting it strike. That was super cool. That was a great... Great introduction, and I I did not know what to think about Kylo Ren going into this movie. There were a lot of theories flying around about him, who he might be, or what his deal might be. And uh, I remember reading one theory I thought was interesting, where people thought maybe he wasn't actually force sensitive, but was yeah. just like a Sith wannabe. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. But I was really relieved to see not only is he, but he's pretty pretty powerful for mm-hmm. his age, and considering his tutelage has apparently been cut kind of short. Um, just spinning really quickly off of something Tim was talking about. Um, I was I'm, I was ragging pretty hard on Carrie Fisher, and I stick by most of what I said. But I think that the the scene between her and Han is really really good, and I think it's really great because, and part of the other thing that made me cope with Han's death properly was uh, the fact that he's not he's not in a good place by the end of this movie or by the end of his life in this movie. And I think that's really cool because when when Return of the Jedi ends and you get that final shot, which is so good of the whole little happy band together and they're having a great time and they save the galaxy. Yup, Nub is playing. It, it, well, mm-hmm. not for me, but it was at one point. <laughs> Good. Um, it's fun to think like, oh, that was great. But all the expanded universe that people started writing beyond then immediately established that this was not the end of it and that the hard times continue. And it wouldn't be. And I it mean, wouldn't be, yeah. No. And then the more this movie was coming out and then they were the first order in that, I was like, well, yeah, naturally, like any conflict uh, in, the, in our world, when one power is removed, a new one is going to rush in to take, take the void. And so naturally, this is part of the reason the Republic, the Resistance, the First Order don't bother me at all because it feels just incredibly natural. And so I was thinking, like, it makes sense that Return of the Jedi would end. And yeah, Han and Leia would probably fight a lot. And they did love each other. So yeah, they'd probably have a kid. But maybe things just didn't work out. And they go back to what they know. And at the end there, you know, I think everybody was either expecting, like, a, a dramatic kiss at the end, farewell or anything. But I'm glad that they're, like, they still love each other, but they're not in love. And that they're... That they still care a lot about each other. They have that nice hug of like, it'll be okay. I'll try to get him back. But they've un- there's an understanding that we're not perfect people. We didn't get the perfect ending. And we're probably not gonna. And that's okay. And I thought that that dose of realism injected into it with the two characters who we know from the old trilogy was really, really smart. It was a good way to go. Because we could have tragedy. I mean, a piece of shrapnel could have killed Finn. And we would have been like, oh, that's sad. I liked that character. But it wasn't the same. 
And right. setting up the stakes with with someone who really mattered from all those years ago was was pretty cool. And I really love Harrison Ford uh, and Carrie Fisher did a great job in that scene, I think. And Harrison Ford in general, I think, deserves a lot of praise for for reaffirming what a unique. Uh, if you're like me and you've seen all, all, nearly every Harrison Ford performance, and you're one of the people that will go, "Hey, he doesn't always play the same character." It's different wisecracking in this movie. Uh, Han Solo is pretty unique. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of unique mannerisms to him. And it was really fun to see a lot of those like shrugs and the weird hand things he does, where he's like, "Wait, wait!" Like trying to talk his way out of something. I was like, "This is really fun watching Harrison Ford step in and actually give a shit." It was pretty cool. He did a he did a good job keeping up with the young bucks in this movie and, and setting them straight. And he wasn't too curmudgeon-y. He wasn't too uh, too youthful. It was a lot of fun. Um, Mark Hamill. Is oh. we didn't even talk about Luke yeah. flawless. Fifty five minutes in, and well, we, it, well, I mean, well, well it didn't take two like hours. The movie, and the yeah. movie doesn't minutes. address Luke until. So. Uh, I was disappointed by that, but at the same time, I totally get it. But I was, I was waiting for like the whole third act. I'm like, when's Luke gonna get here and just show up and be awesome? And I'm, just cut Kylo Ren in half <laughs> and be like, I'm, I'm running this movie now. I'm glad people. that didn't happen because it would have been. It, it, I read an interview with Michael Arndt where he was like, the whole time he was writing his first draft, he was like, where do I fit Luke into this thing? And he realized that as soon as Luke shows up, you're going to stop caring about everyone else because you're going to be like, oh, shit, how cool is Luke now? I want to know. <laughs> and he was totally right because the whole time I was like, oh, man, when's Luke showing up? And then the end of the movie, when he finally does, I was like, oh, he looks magical. <laughs> and then the movie's over. And I was like, God, I got to wait two more years to see him say a word? <laughs> I, think, I think being that this, is, this was Han's last movie, it's important that Luke wasn't because it gives Han that one last starring, you know what I mean? Because if Luke had been around, then you would have been torn between the it's two. It's such terms a bummer of, that would have taken away from the new people. That we'll never see Luke and Han together again. Because yeah, that yeah. romance is so good in, yeah. in Empire, and uh, that's that's too bad. But th- again, that'll be really sad when when Luke hears though if he doesn't already know, which it seems like he probably already. Honestly, does. what Leia it looked knew. like to me when he was like looking at Ray, he's like, "Oh shit, my best friend is dead." Because he just you see his eyes start welling up, but and then she starts like crying, and I'm like, "Oh god!" Gives this, they're sharing like, the moment. The super nuanced look of just kind of like you being here means that there's some shit that's going to go down. And that's it's just and the perfect glance that he gives. It's there. it's maybe it was a combination of that and another theory I have about those two. Um, but I I felt like he just kind of knew Luke because yeah. because Luke's fucking force old man wizard now and he knows that he's just he just it's he's it's a, it's like a constant feed mark hamill was uh was to me the most impressive in terms of because like when i saw harrison ford i'm like there he is there's han solo he's just old now and and it was he had a lot of the same grins and the same posture and mannerisms and carrie fisher i was like there she is like she's but mark hamill looks the exact same now that he's lost all that weight every like crevice in his face and like everything i was like Holy shit! It's just Luke a little bit older. He yeah. looks he looks remarkably similar, and I was like, they did a really good job with the makeup and bringing uh, bringing out his eyes like they always did with Luke, and like everything. It was just really good. I was like, wow, they, what a phenomenal job they did with him. Uh, who's Ray? Is that what you're going to talk about? Well, yeah, yeah. I wanted to hold off on the speculative stuff a little bit more. Just I wanted to touch on the humor really quick. C-3PO's introduction here is the most seamless amount of original trilogy humor in the whole movie. And it's perfect to me. What when he starts off? I think uh, that that first moment of C three PO, it's like yeah, that's that bursts into just frame, super awkward, <laughs> comes in, just ruins everything. But original trilogy three PO, I think at some point he's like, oh 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 god, did I ru- did I ruin it? Did I ruin the moment? Uh, this was like 
he kind of morphed from original trilogy 3PO into uh at a certain point prequel trilogy 3PO where he just he just keeps vomiting on. He just keeps going. Uh-huh. He keeps ruining the moment and you're just like I, I just after a minute, I just wanted him to shut up. I'm like, I oh, got 3PO. I, st- I still think no, we didn't think that. you were a different droid because of your arm. I mean, uh, ha ha ha! But come on. And then, and then the every other moment he has in the movie, he's he's just like vomiting exposition. I feel like they just they got that character right for like a, a second, and then it just kind of petered out. Um, so I was I, I was disappointed in three PO. Okay. I I really enjoyed that moment. It was I, that it, moment was it good. was probably the the biggest laugh that I got. Out of I think the, the moment movie. was good, and then it just went on far too long. That's fair. Uh, Han and the bowcaster, it's beautiful. Ooh, yeah, so good. good. The idea that he's never used that thing God, in the after forty like, years, yeah. the fifty years that they've known <laughs> each other, it's perfect. Um, when they meet Moss, and and Moss is just like, "Where's my boyfriend?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she awesome. loves Chewie. She loves Chewie. She was good, so good. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fun humor, and really, the only like glance of Chewie was of, great in this movie. Chewie's fantastic. The only the only glance of like original trilogy humor that I got in some of the spots was was maybe BB-8, particularly on the Millennium oh, Falcon as they're flying around. BB-8's which fantastic. BB-8 oh, yeah. is amazing and perfect. The, Nick you're allowed to up. buy BB-8 toys now. and hug them if you want. <laughs> he, he exists now. He's a thing that you have seen, so you can buy toys. Yes. <laughs> uh, Nick Nick brought it up after the movie. Something that I noticed too when I was watching that, that as uh, as uh, Ray is going down to see Luke's lightsaber for the first time, um, BB-8 is following her down the steps and looking down at each step as he's going down oh. on it. And there's just so much character into this droid that wasn't into any of the characters in the in the prequel movies. Yeah. That's well, it's just amazing. him taking his time because he because yeah he's he, he could just keep rolling and just yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah and it's, I think it's because little... it was a real thing they actually had to like yeah get no, it down the stairs absolutely yeah but it's. It was perfect. Well, the amount of honestly, the amount of character they put into a ball with a cap on it yeah. was really good. Yep. It was like that was the I think the best uh approximation not even approximation. I think they nailed the old Star Wars magic with BB eight. Mm-hmm. Uh that was the perfect he was the perfect old Star Wars character. That that and the big thing drinking out of the water was <laughs> John Boyega. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Habibor. 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 Oh. Habibor. <laughs> He's... That was so. I was laughing like a little kid, and I was like the only person in the theater yeah. that kept laughing. And I was like, "This is so funny." There were three or four moments in the movie when Kim or when when Kim when Tim kicked the back of my chair, and that was Habibor was one. Because well, how did that we even how did that come up? You discovered a picture of Habibor. Oh no! No, in, Habibor, in Florida. They, had, they had them all over Disney. They had Habibor toys all over Disney. Really? <laughs> Do you have one? Uh, no, I didn't. Have Do you it. wish you did not? Well, I didn't want to buy it before a movie because what if Habibor sucked? What if, I, what if Habibor showed up and I'm like this? What if he was racist? <laughs> Right? Yeah, what if <laughs> You didn't get a half a board tattoo before the movie came out? Well, he's a giant homophobe. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was. Half a Clearly, he hates black people. Right. Oh, so. yeah, we all caught. He does. There's a separate pool for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Finn, Finn was. Finn's a, yeah. Finn is wonderful. Does he, he says droid please at one point, doesn't he? Does he? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> There's a lot of good oh, remarks. Yeah. Like when, when Han says, get on my way, ball, to, uh, to BB-8. <laughs> yeah. Or move, ball, whatever he says. That was awesome. And he, and he keeps yeah. calling Finn big deal. Cause big that's, deal. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's so good. What, oh, was, the, what was the joke that guy was complaining about? 
on superhero hype earlier. That's not how the force works because that was a great line too. Oh, God, was I it BB-8's lighter thumbs up? Because that, that was that great. was amazing. That was awesome. Oh god, yeah, I know that was, was a joke. Was no, me neither. No. That was adorable. It was a Finn joke. That one, I was good. No. I'm excited to hear more. I want to know more about Finn because it seems like now stormtroopers are stolen and raised from birth, mm-hmm. and they're basically so. We're, we're talking Kurt Russell soldier here, but <laughs> if I want to know more, it's your basic Kurt it's Russell your, soldier. It's your basic soldier. They ripped off that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It. I, I do want to know more about that because Finn. Finn's like, what do we want to say? He's like twenty, mid twenties, early, so, yeah. early to mid twenties, and he's finally like, that's it. <laughs> this is inhumane, and he doesn't seem like he's got any killer in him at the beginning of the movie, and it's amazing he made it this far. Yeah. So I want to. I want to know a little bit more if he just recently started seeing active duty. Well, he said he was a. Yeah, yeah, I think that was his before. first deployment. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He was uh, in in sanitation. S- yeah, sewage before. Yeah. I, w- um, I got the look. The look Han gives him when he finds out he's in sanitation, like you. You idiot. Was so Why that did was you bring me here? <laughs> one other joke. That I'm going to die here, you know. <laughs> and one other joke that I didn't pick up on the first time through is that Han throws his jacket off when they first step into the Starkiller base. And when they get back on the elevator to go back outside, Chewie picks it up hands and hands it to him. <laughs> and Han just kind of looks at him like, oh. And it's, it's a perfect little moment that means nothing, but it's still beautiful. I loved. Um, uh, I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't say enough about how much I loved Han in this movie. It was. Yeah. It was wonderful. I think this. This was the most. This was the most Han Solo we've actually. I mean, oh, Han yeah. Solo. Han Solo. We've ever gotten. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, we didn't see a lot of him doing his smuggler deeds in the in the prequels so much as when he's like bartering with the poor rebellion <laughs> for money. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just that that scene from Himalaya. I can't get over it. It was so good. That was a really, really wonderful, mature way to handle those two characters. And I'm excited to see how how broken and shitty they make Luke. And the because Luke Luke really runs away from his responsibility. Right, yeah. It sounds like, like he he unleashes a monster on the galaxy. And uh, I'm Bye. really I'm really curious to see Gosh. how they how and they're going to address that. And honestly, that's the biggest issue with hiding him the whole movie. Is like you're sit, you sit there the whole time and like you hear about Luke and then you're like where, where the hell is he and help out yeah <laughs> Lend a hand. something yeah but I'm very interested in figuring out what like I think they need to have they need to a, 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 an explanation for that or hey, some kind what if he of literally like, can't get off the island <laughs> <laughs> he's got he to put in the numbers he's on Lost Island oh <laughs> shit I, I, I'm I'm okay with it because honestly there were so many characters in this movie and so much subplot and plot going on already. That I'm glad I have that to look forward to. I'm glad that I can walk in episode eight and go, "All right, Luke, what do you have to say for yourself?" <laughs> yeah. And can I can I just say about the 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 idea that every every the whole conflict revolves around finding Luke was a little little a little weird to me. Um, I mean, he's gone. God knows how long he's been gone. Um, he's not coming back. He didn't leave anyone any way to find him. He's he's a non factor in everyone's lives at this point, and. I just it felt a little forced that we were looking for him. Um, what if it, it's like? I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I just no, no, yeah. what if it's like Luke doesn't have force powers anymore? What if like <laughs> what if something happened and he doesn't have them anymore? And that's why he's like, I'm not a hero. Like uh, people are gonna think I'm this like fall on this hope, and yeah. it's a false hope. Like I think it's I think that would be cool. I mean, I'm I'm eager to I'm eager to see where the Luke story goes. I just maybe think Snoke for now, has like force thief powers. Somebody suggested Snoke was actually the one that Luke was training. I've heard some people suggest that Snoke is is uh, Wizard of Oz, you know, uh, illusion, and that whoever that Ray is Luke's daughter. That's a, the, a common thing, and that the woman that Luke was with is Snoke. 
and that she was also a Jedi who was training with Luke oh. and who has now gone bad. And that's the reason why he's like, I'm out. Like, my whole family's a disaster. So. I, I mean, I'm, I would love to see where it goes, but I think I think for me, the getting Luke kind of felt like more of a of a meta thing to, to appease fans. It's like, guys, we're going to find Luke Skywalker, everybody. Come on, fans. Let's let's join let's yeah. join the trip. I think it um, was really cool actually. I disagree hundred yeah. percent. The, the yeah. moment that opening crawl hit and it said Luke Luke Skywalker has vanished, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, no, because I think I think his his being gone is cool. I just why is why is everyone hunting for him? This probably isn't a new thing. I think it's um, probably because he is the most powerful Jedi and that he's a, he's a weapon and he, if he chooses to come back, it will spell trouble for the first order. I mean, I think if he finally one day, I think they just want to get to him and kill him when they, when they can, rather than he have time to make a plan and muster some forces and say, all right, I'm back. Let's do Kylo Ren has, has the most compelling reason to find him. Yeah. There's a personal Um, edge too, for sure. But given that, I mean, where things were left off between Han and or between Leia and Han and the fact that she doesn't care at all about finding Han, but she's sending everything she has to find Luke. Uh, it, it didn't connect with me. It felt, it felt too much. It, I think it felt imp- like it was too much, uh, just to get Luke back in the well, story. It's important too, because there are no Jedi right now, but there are Sith running around who will, one. who will defend them against. There's two. What? And we don't, and we don't really know that there aren't Jedi. There are not. I mean, I, I would say. Well, I, it's kind of heavily implied that Kylo killed everybody that could have been and a recruited Jedi. some. Because okay. don't forget, he has like a little band knight, of followers. Yeah, yeah that they're out there too. I think that evil is pretty much running rampant, and Leia knows Luke is the. Plus, I mean, all it took was the mention of his name, and Ray and Finn were both like, "Whoa, Luke!" I think it should have been the search for Lando. So let's be honest. Hero. I mean, who the can, quest for wicked? This galaxy needs more sexy, and we're gonna bring oh, it. Yeah. Before I forget, speaking of original guys, apparently that Celestian is Nia Numb. Like, yeah. uh, that is Nia, and Nun. that's Admiral Akbar. Is it really? That's awesome. Uh, yeah. that's According awesome. to JJ. Yeah. Um. Oh God, there's a couple so of old war horses hanging about. in there. <laughs> the only thing I want to get to before we get back to the speculation that we already started on. Uh, the only complaint that I have is that there seems to be a lot of convenience and, and Tim sent me something about this that he read in that, uh, JJ just wanted to get to the awesomeness. So Finn and Ray are experts with lightsabers and she just learns her force powers by thinking Finn is harder. not an expert with a lightsaber. I'm just throwing it out there. I didn't think he was that bad. He also has an explanation for being good in that apparently he was trained using the Tomfa thing that the... That the one guy tries to fight him back with, which okay, fine, but it just feel there. There's a lot. It, it I don't know where these characters are going to go because they just kind of swept their arcs to the side mostly. Yeah. That was yeah. That was my biggest. I think at the end of the day, that was my biggest issue. Was yeah. Ray's entire arc in this movie is really rushed. Yep. I mean, it's, it's almost just, not an arc. It's just it's a just straight line of, up. Yeah. 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 Like, if um, she never touched a lightsaber until the end of like eight or something like that, that yeah. would make more sense to me. But. The fact that she, you know, by necessity needs to pick it up and lay but the But Alex, on. the force guided her. That is the explanation. And, you know, that's why. The thing about her being an expert at, like, ships and everything, I totally believe that's, because I mean, she's, she's been scavenging yeah, for, for her whole life. So. Yeah. So um, I'm totally okay with all that. But but some of the, like, the idea that she can just pick up the lightsaber and use the force immediately. It's like, what, what was the point of Obi-Wan teaching Luke 
When well, Luke I mean, she wasn't I mean, exactly a slacker with the with hand to hand weapons either. To be fair, yeah, so, that's also true. I, I, honestly, if you it, really watch the fight, I mean, most most of the time they're both running from Kylo Ren. Well, they're yeah, doing very he, little. He just got yeah. shot with a bowcaster, so not, nobody in this fu- in, in this fight is doing really well. Yeah, right? he's not doing um, good. Or in the chest or something. He got like right no, like right in yeah. the right in the and then he gets slashed. Area. Finn barely. I mean, just happens to get one scrape in like. Yeah. So, and, so and, and he just killed his dad. So he's probably a little. I mean, even if he is kind of evil, he's on high emotions right now. So I felt, I, I'm I okay like, with them beating him up. Maybe they beat him up a little bit too much, a little bit too much. But I think now he's got I, a sick face scar. So. I mean, I I think you he's gonna have a beard in the next one. I yeah. want to see Adam Driver with a beard. <laughs> you can use the mechanic just a of, rat the, stash. of the of <laughs> the. He does those really well. He's all gross. You can use the mechanic of the force to kind of explain how she was able to hold her own. Uh, I, I, it didn't bother me, um, because yeah, like I said, he was, Kylo Ren wasn't exactly in the best shape. Um, and there was a lot of other shit going around yeah. and maybe she's actually just kind of a natural. I mean, the force awakens. Yeah. It, it awoken. Yeah. Her. I mean, she's not as whiny as the little bitch as Luke was. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. And it's because there's nothing wrong with her. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> that is pretty interesting. Like I, I, I did love all three of the new characters, and uh, I'm obviously posed best. But uh, I immediately, immediately, I was thinking, I was like, "There's Poe is flawless, and he's kind of boring. Like, yeah. he's a lot of fun to watch, but he's not. But he's interesting. So, yeah. What if he ends up just being like a slobbering drunk? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh my god! Oh, okay. I hope so. That was one other moment that I totally loved is when BB-8 first shows up and Poe's like, oh, my little butt, because I was like, that's me picking up my dog. When I <laughs> like, that's perfect. He had a lot of great... I'm I'm glad that that he was more off to the side, though. Yes. I, and I liked that the movie ended... I kind of wanted the movie to end with, with with everybody getting up in the Falcon and going to find Luke. I still kind of wanted that ending. I was like, here, here's the new squad. Let them roll off. But I like that they're going to be divided at the beginning, that Finn's yeah. going to come too and Ray's not going to be there. And That's, uh, that's um, kind of how it is historically Empire, gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and a lot of Jedi, too. Yeah. So um, it is it is cool that they're all, all split up. But uh, um, the... the uh, the connection between Poe and Finn right at the beginning is really good. Their mm-hmm. whole, the whole jailbreak scene is a lot of fun, and yep. those two those two actors play off each other so well. And uh, that whole thing was great. And then one of my favorite moments uh, was Poe's uh, the, the whole X wing fleet arrival on yeah. that planet was incredible. But Poe's like tracking shot going, oh, you know, that was finally, sick. Yeah. finally living where we can get some really amazing s- starfight special effects and just watching X wings weave around and be actually almost as agile as the Tie Fighters was so cool. Yeah, and, and it was just that all the space stuff was way cool. And I in eight or nine, I'm gonna need a gigantic climactic Death Star 2 type space battle of just like just not with the Death Star 2 there needs to be an insane yeah an insane we found a bigger planet put a bigger gun in it (laughs) there's six planets with six guns (laughs) and then they're all chained together big gun in the middle (laughs) Uh, this sun whips planets at other planets I do have the only the only character I was actually really genuinely disappointed in was General Hux. Oh I and and you know what though every every complaint I have I, I get it like I was like, oh, he's a little too sniveling. Well, that's how the Empire officers always are. They're always these really like, hmm. But they like, have look a, down their nose like snide, sniveling British men. I feel like they have an air of dignity about them, kind of like older, an older British guy playing that. See, I, I agree, but it's good that he was younger because we got this younger Sith Lord and we got this younger political guy going against each other, like kind of trying to take dominance. And but it's like, like why do they both have to be shitheads? <laughs> I mean, couldn't there be something I liked about both of them? Instead, it's like I, I, Kylo Ren's cool. Kylo Ren's interesting. He's got he's got folds. Hux is just a dick, and he's annoying. And I just want well, him the off thing. the screen. Like I, I think it's 
I think they will start to foil better. Was, I, was, I is Huck so. still around? I yes. That was the other problem with the Huck, third act. Yeah, so rushed. Snow, I lost track of a lot of people. So it's like, get tells, Kylo Ren, get him off. Yeah, Snow oh, tells right. Huck. The only one we don't know about is Phasma, right? We didn't ever see her get off. Technically, no, but... She's, she's she'll be back. I think she'll yeah. roll up. She's on too many toys and shit. So. She's pretty cool. Too. I think they've already said she'll be back. I think. Yeah. Kathleen oh yeah, Kennedy, yeah, yeah, they did. She Kathleen did, Kennedy yeah. technically said everybody that was in this movie is returning. Even so oh, her, even Harrison Ford. Harrison. Harrison. Technically. Oh my god. No, no. Willie and I figured it out. Just been her hiding. Willie and I figured it out. It's gonna be like Darth Maul in the Clone Wars series. He's gonna get spider legs. He's gonna get mechanical spider legs. He's like, hi Leia. And they just shoot him because they're terrified Don't about you love spider legs. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Maul has spider legs. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You can look it up. It's great. Um, God, I wanted to say something and I don't remember. What There's it was. so That's much sucks. to talk about. There's okay. a lot. To talk I don't know if you guys were planning on going home oh, anytime soon. Obi Wan got... cameo. Did anybody catch that? Yeah. There's an Ewan McGregor cameo. Well, and Alec Guinness. Yeah. Well, Ewan, Ewan recorded a new line of dialogue though. Yeah. Alec Guinness is dead, so he can't. Um, they took. They, they, they used Alkinus's like, Force Ghost. They, uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they took afraid and they cut the they end cut, in the beginning off. So he says Ray. Yeah, if, it was a line from. Yeah, but it's pretty clever. And Frank, yeah. ben, that's Ben Bird. Just, Frank Oz is in there. Frank too. Oz recorded a new line as Yoda. So they all talked to her during the dream sequence. So Frank Oz she, isn't dead. Did I lie? No, to you? Frank Oz is alive. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I went to tell you. To God. God. Frank Oz was dead. I, I, uh, yeah. they did, Liam Neeson would I'm not so return their calls. So I'm. I'm excited. I really want to pour through that scene. That, that was that really. Flat, I thought that was really cool. I'm like, what? What nuggets? In, like, what are we seeing here? Are we seeing the? And this partly goes into the Ray conversation. Some people think that it's Ray, like reliving the destruction of the Jedi Academy that she was at, and then whoever drops her off on Jakku wipes her mind basically with the Force. Probably Luke. Um, yeah, Luke. Or some people think it might be even Kylo. That reminds me really quickly. The only one thing I ruined for myself by watching trailers was. The shot of Luke uh, touching R2, yeah. I thought would be an actual moment in the chronology that that would be the first reunion of Luke and R2, which may, which will probably happen in episode eight. But that something about that that shot, and I wanted that moment to be what it was in my mind. And the fact that it was part of that flashback was cool because he's like saying goodbye to him, probably, yeah. which is still very touching. But that was uh, oh. that whole sequence was really cool. Touching. There was a touch oh. involved. Um, you got you, the you touch. Had speculation you want to get because we're just gonna, yeah. we're going to keep going. You need to so, jump in here. So uh, let's talk about Ray. Some people think she might be a Skywalker child. Some people think she might be a Solo child. Some people think she might be a Kenobi child. Uh, what do you guys think? She's a little young to be a Kenobi child. Right? Well, a Kenobi granddaughter. Not technically. not an Obi Wan spawn. Yes, <laughs> that would be dumb. A spawn um, of Obi Wan. I think leave that. I think. I think, or a relative, like Obi-Wan was her uncle. I think the best and most logical step is to make her Luke's kid. Um, or she could, I mean, she could be Kylo Ren's sister. I think I think it's a, it's, that is the most logical progression because, um, I mean, the prequels were this this generation. And the original trilogy was their descendants. And now um, this this generation is going to be... Their descendants. Yeah. Um, it should be. Um, if if they leap back to leap back to Obi Wan for whatever reason, I don't think it I think that leaves her kind of disconnected from everyone else. Um, or if they leap back to anybody else in the in the series. I think it's either yeah, most likely Luke. Um, if not Han and Leia's kid. Uh, I think that's I don't think that's the best way to go, but Luke's Luke's kid probably makes the most sense. Mace Windu's baby. Betty. <laughs> I think the evidence is pretty compelling that if if Mason it's, if it's anyone's baby. if it's anyone's kid, it's Luke's. Because I I would say 
Han and Leia definitely know who she is. Yeah. I would say that Kylo Ren knows who she is. Uh, I would say there's somebody else who I thought Maz might know. Well, well no, Maz knows Maz, now because Han Maz told her, her. Yeah, yeah. I would say there's definitely. I think she's probably their niece and Kylo's cousin, and uh, they uh, they all kind of know, but they don't. They know she has a role to play, but it's. I think it's part of the reason too why Kylo popped his helmet off um, was because. He actually knows her or knows who she is. So he doesn't know her. She was probably like a little squirt when he when they separated, but he knows who she is. And, and actually, they actually have like a, a moment where they connect there. That was uh, kind of interesting. I would say Han and Leia definitely know. Um, and so maybe, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be wrong, and it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> Any other thoughts, Ray? Uh, all these movies are about Skywalkers, so it's going to be. It's going to be a Skywalker. Yeah, it's probably going to be Luke's. So Willie calls it here. Snoke is Mara Jade. Well, the Mary Jade equivalent, probably, or maybe Mary Mace Jade. Windu. It, I would, I would flip me, it was yeah. Mary Jade because she's one of my favorite. She's probably my favorite expanded universe character. Yeah. Um, for those of you not familiar with Mary Jade, she's basically the Emperor's number one like secret assassin, and um, he just sends her off to do all the dirty shit that he doesn't want Vader to do, uh, and then she just after the Emperor dies, she just like she loses it and needs to hunt down Luke. And then eventually they both get stranded on the same planet and have to fight to survive. And they kind of, the the boning comes, but the the boning comes in several novels later. (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Skywalker. Yeah. The boning comes in several novels later, but eventually they hook up and they have a son named Ben Skywalker. Yeah. Um, And then uh, what were the solo twins names? Uh, Jason, Jason and Jaina, and then and Jason goes dark side at some Jason point. Jason goes dark yeah. side. Jaina, Jaina kills I, him. Jaina kills him, and then Anakin is the youngest child, yeah. um, who <laughs> who Chewie saves his life by throwing him on the Falcon as it takes off, and then Chewie gets crushed by a moon. <laughs> that's how they kill off Chewie in the novels. I mean, that's really the, <laughs> what a death. Tim's like, yeah, that's that it's would horrific. Do it. Death <laughs> by moon. Yeah, um, and then Anakin. I guess Anakin dies. I, have, I tuned out. I never read most of these novels, but I tuned out of the story after a while. But there's your solo history. What, Tim? Wait, they killed him by a moon? Yeah, apparently there's a weapon that can pull a moon into a planet. It's a gravity weapon or something. I'm pretty sure it's... It's the the gravity gun from Half-Life 2. No, it's it's the sun. The sun hurls the moon. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's Starkiller 3. (laughs) Starkiller 3. A gravity weapon actually sounds really cool. That sounds sweet. No, it was the Skull Kid from Majora's Mask. If they're going to have another giant, uh, giant weapon to kill planets. That sounds pretty sweet. Like, you know, planet, One that like, can sh- suck planets into each watch other. Watch it just shake itself to death, earthquake itself to death. That's kind of neat. No, I think, I think a visual of two planets like coming into just smashing into Trek, each other. Right? That's, what, that's what kills Vulcan. Uh, no, no uh, it, was the, it was the black hole. Black, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a singularity gun. Yeah. 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 Oh, did you have more speculation? Because we could uh, just Star Wars nerd talk. All yeah, day. I'm trying to think of what else. I also wanted to comment on the fact that I feel like they have um, somehow managed to get themselves back into a place where people are going to ask for prequels again. Because I think everybody's been like, who the hell is Max von Sydow's character? Yeah. And I'm really curious like, about that. What the fuck happened with the Jedi Academy? Uh, and. Like, all of these things that happened in those 30 years, which obviously shit needs to happen in the 30 years between these movies. Yeah. But it's kind of really weird that that, that people are going to, like, clamor for that crap. And then it's going to be like, well, here's Star Wars 6.27. And uh, this is this is when the Jedi Academy explodes. Like, 
It's, like firmware updates, you just keep patching Star Wars. <laughs> no, it's well, the, it's the, it's isn't the, that what we've gotten? That? It's the yeah. Kingdom Hearts remixes that they're putting out, which is like two <laughs> Star Wars Birth by Sleep three point eight one times two divided <laughs> yeah. by eight. Absolutely, no, I, I see what you're saying, but I I would never want to see that because part, no, I don't I don't want to. Part I, of the I remember when I was when I was a kid and I was first getting into Star Wars when I was probably like like eight or something and my dad was when when i watched all of them and then he it was revealed that darth vader was luke's dad and then he used to be anakin skywalker and i remember asking my dad about it i'm like oh well so like what what was the story and he was like oh well obi-wan and anakin like had a duel and then uh anakin like got burned like fell into some lava or something that's and in my mind it was so cool and it was Mm -hmm. it was in a way that and it was it was fun to watch the movies and watch the lines and and even the the fact that Lucas started it with Episode Four, clearly saying that shit happened before this that matters. That was always really fun, yeah. and uh, I think that I really liked the way this movie just kind of plopped you in the middle of a bunch of stuff that was going totally, on. Yeah, and you did get some of the lines of exposition and some of the stuff that was a little bit, but that's movies, so it doesn't really bother me. There's always exposition somewhere. Yeah, but I it, I think we've learned that lesson. I, and, I don't know, because we're going to go back and get Rogue One. And what's to say that we're not going to get the movie that's like, here's Star Wars Lore Von Secca or whatever Max Von Sydow's character's name is, and <laughs> it's all about I him. mean, yeah, I, I could be wrong. That uh, was but, weird. I was surprised. I was like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I was hoping he was like Crix Maydeen or something. Like I, I was the, the the fact that he wasn't uh, an existing trilogy character kind of, kind of bummed me out. I mean... No, Lor von Sek. He's got. I saw his name, and it's like if I don't know it, well, it might just be a. It could false be a screen, name that he yeah. assumed. Some people. He was Mace Windu. In, in other in other scripts, no, he, he did, was, so. uh, or in in other rumors around the scripts that happened, he was supposedly uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, that was the rumor. But that's dumb. Um, I think that falls apart the instant the movie starts, though. Or well, that, I don't well, know. He's an I mean, he's an yeah. old friend of Leia. I mean. That maybe, does it right there. Maybe at some point in the 30 years, Leia was like, Boba Fett, you're on contract for You're an okay now. guy. <laughs> you're right by me. I don't know. Who knows? <sighs> Apparently there's a line about in that book, that tie-in book that leads into this, about them digging Fett's armor and stuff out of the Sarlacc pit. Oh, so he's he's officially dead in current it looks lore? Like they get all of... his armor and stuff out. They, they said they didn't find a body. Uh, well, it, they wouldn't, maybe. I don't know. Still being digested. Well, so. A thousand years, that's right. It looks Nerds. a lot like one of the Knights of Ren has a very similar helmet to Boba Fett. Well, a lot of—I mean, a lot of Star Wars characters do. Yeah, it's, it looks, yeah. it's a common. Jango it looks Fett, fucking awesome. Boba Fett. I definitely want all to know, the Mandalorians. I want to know more about the Knights of Ren for sure. Yeah. I think we will. I, yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, that's um, pretty cool. I like the idea that he's just gonna like pull up his group text and be like, "Guys, I cut my face. Go hit the club tonight." <laughs> <laughs> Stupid bitch, copy. Guys, where did I leave my helmet last night? <laughs> yeah, is he going to have a new helmet or no hey, yo, helmet Kato. in the next one? Kato, you crazy. Did you need a helmet at this juncture? Because he looks fucking sweet, I think, but... I, I, the helmet is awesome. Keep the helmet. Keep the sure. helmet. I what, if he, what if he puts on Vader's helmet at some point? Or gets like a... The, the melted husk of Vader's <laughs> oh, helmet. It's just like... It'd be horrifying if he It just looks like Luke's face in the helmet from Empire. <laughs> it's just like this weird, like... Uh, what think, else in terms of... I think he's probably... His his face got fucked up, so he's gonna be like, "Uh, my face," and he's gonna want to wear a helmet, like Doctor Doom. Yeah, he'll take it off because he was so pretty but... to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know, me. I, I I think he'd be okay without the helmet, but I thought the helmet was really good. Um, any other yeah, speculation? Right. Anybody have any thoughts on on Snoke? Some people are saying it's Darth Plagueis, who is <laughs> I've heard that. Darth Sidious's master. Nerds and. 
pretty sure we already heard he's dead. Um, well, yeah, he was supposedly killed, but he also had the ability to like make pe- make people immortal, and that's like the rumor. Did they talk him. about him in the prequels or something? Yeah, yes. I think yeah. I think that would be wasn't good. It's the one. It's the one line that you get where like Darth Plagueis impregnated Shimmy Skywalker with with midichlorians to birth Anakin. I, so. I think going back to the prequels is such an obvious mistake. Uh, well, yeah, and but unless it's Mace Windu. I think it's so far outside of the prequels that I don't know. Yeah, yeah, let's um, let's let's go forward. How about we go forward? How about that? I don't. Uh, um, I go backwards. Some people think forwards. he's Palpatine. Bring him back. Some people think he's Palpatine. Well, um, if if Han's dead, Palpatine's super dead. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's true. They should all. The no, same thing happened. They yeah. got tossed down an infinite pit and blown up. Han's so not, Han's not New a Sith character. Lord, though. What's up? That's not a Sith Lord, though. I mean, Palpatine. No, it's... it's New character. That was a good Palpatine. No more mm. tying it into any other movies. Move forward. Just make This universe is very small as it is. Like, the eight people that are important all know each other. <laughs> it's like it's like Crash, the Paul Haggis movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody's connected. Like, let's get some new blood in there. That's what kind of Space Magnolia. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I absolutely agree. And that's what bums me out about Skywalker. But you have to. She's a Skywalker. Make her a Skywalker. Yeah. So... Um, what other, well, there were other questions, I think. I think the second movie is the one that I'm the most excited about. I think that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Kazdan's words on it are pretty sweet. Yep. And yeah. that's got the good director. And then the third one <laughs> is <laughs> Colin Trevorrow, which yeah, have fun. Is that confirmed now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll, uh, well, guys, look to at, be fair, yeah. Look I, at who made the original trilogy. Yeah. The only the only one that really looks like a movie is two. Didn't one of those Star Wars directors, like the one guy who did Empire or Return of the Jedi, do Stop in My Mind Will Shoot? Isn't didn't he direct that? Ir- Irving well, Kirshner? Probably wasn't that? Richard Marquand because I'm pretty sure he died like he, right after. He did a Robocop too, I think. Irving Kirshner? Oh okay. Well there you go. So we'll be okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Hollywood legend Irving Kirshner. I think I think the machine of Star Wars is too big to let Colin Trevorrow fail. I don't think he's I don't, but, I don't know. We'll see. Fail at making a good movie. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I think a lot of it lives, failed before. A lot of it lives <laughs> or dies by the writing. Yeah. And uh, oh, he did never. I'm looking up Irvin Kershner's filmography. It's really, he's really good. He did RoboCop two, and he did Never Say Never Again. The oh, James Bond movie James. that's not a James Bond movie. <laughs> is, is Lawrence Kasdan writing all the following? He's, two he's, as well? He has his hands on I think all of the scripts, including Rogue One, including the, the no. side, but then you sequels. And then I, I'm just being a wet blanket here, but Lawrence Kasdan, the writer of Dreamcatcher, so <laughs> I, down everybody. Writer, I mean, every, director, yeah, Dreamcatcher. No, I agree. Everybody I gets excited because he did Empire. <laughs> no one can fix but that what book. else did he do? Right. I mean, I don't. Uh, I don't. Jedi? Did he show. do Jedi? Yeah. Okay. Really? So all right. And the Force Awakens. Which I mean, I, I don't. I don't exactly. You know, start doing backflips because Lawrence Kasdan's attached. But I mean, it's he did. He did a good job it here. Was better so. than having George Lucas attached. <laughs> Announcement. George Lucas is George back. Lucas rebought the trilogy. <laughs> yes. Rebought the. Series. He's writing and directing all of them. Give Every him another movie. go. I think it's good. I can see why people get excited. Yeah. I mean, if it's yeah, what he does well, then there he is. I mean, mm-hmm. even if everything else he does is awful. Yeah. Like right. it's like, like Stallone. Never if you hate all Stallone vehicles except for the Rocky films, you can't be disappointed when he comes back to the Rocky movies because it's clearly what he does. It's true. Yeah. Fair enough. Um... Everyone needs to understand. It's okay to be excited about Star Wars. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. 
I don't know. I, I, I do feel excited. I bought I bought Battlefront. I feel really good about it. I yeah, I haven't even bought it yet. It kind of pissed me off for a while. I won't get it. Oh yet. yeah. I'm just about. I'm, we'll I'm we'll do that around. on the game. I'm excited. Go go get them. Go get them. <laughs> I was I was I was expecting at some point to just kind of be. If this movie wasn't good, it would have been a well. Star Wars is no longer for me, and that's for certain now. If it wasn't certain after the prequels, it was certainly certain after this movie would tank. But now I care. Like I am sitting here like. I should start up like a Marvel Unlimited account and start reading some comics. So maybe I should go buy the game. And hey, what if I play all the old Star Wars games? And I'm just gonna quit my job and super, play Star super Wars. Super Return all the time. Jedi. Yeah, just be it's, Star Wars guy. Again. It, yeah, this I can feel it like bubbling up in me, and I need to like sit down and finally play through Republic Commando or like and like <laughs> that's and, a fun one. Yeah, so it's I'm really happy that something like this can come back in full force for hey. me. Force, oh. Oh. I feel like for me it's it's a little different because I've I've already been down this road. I've already consumed like as much as much Star Wars as I can. Uh, the only things I ever read uh, as a child, uh, probably until I was like sixteen, was Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. I never read another book before that, um, and I've I consumed everything. So everywhere this this series is gonna go, uh, I I don't want to say I've been there, but I've seen a. I've seen how it went before in a in a different timeline, so I'm 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 less excited, I'd say, but more I, I I'm anticipating it certainly. Uh, I'm just not getting worked up about it because I think I I I think I've tempered myself to Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's like I'm looking forward to it, but I'm I'm you're not going to see me crying at trailers. I'll just say that. Yeah. I might cry if they show another Death Star in the next turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one totally, like, completely is gone. Was it, it's gone? But, like, like it became the sun that it was harnessing. So that's good. <laughs> it's not like there's a shell of it. Right. Like, like the they Death Star. Fight. Death Sun, next movie. <laughs> it's, yeah. Followed by Death Jupiter. In the movie it should start that. with them going like... Death Jupiter ascending. No. <laughs> anyway, yeah. this episode just jumped the shark. Death Eddie Redmayne. This is a yeah. big Eddie fucking Eddie Redmayne head that f- screams at you while He's it flies Snoke. towards you. Snoke is Eddie Redmayne. Snoke. <laughs> he probably would have been better as Hawks, actually. He probably, I probably would have accepted it and gone, you know what, there it is. I, I wanted to say I didn't get to break in. I do... I, I like the, because I know Willie and Gojo were talking about how they didn't like that Hux was like, why is Hux so young when we've had it wasn't all these that he, awesome like, British people? It wasn't that he was young, it's just that he's obnoxious. I, I like the idea that there's this, like the, the way the wording of it was that they wanted somebody young that is at the hand of all of this death and terrible things going on. Like somebody who can actually like, who isn't necessarily... Rooted in the system and just one of the people in the in the in the uh, empire that's just kind of like oh well we are doing our work here. It's somebody who is like heading up the rejuvenation of a new order. Someone young that's, and, like, and that seems fair. No, I just I never yeah. felt confidence from him, not even once. And I think that's by design. I okay. think it is, but I don't know. I didn't write the movie, Lawrence. Lawrence, where Lawrence you at, bro? Writing that. Uh... Uh, right, never say never again, again, <laughs> baby. Maybe Hux will come into his own a little bit in the next one. I, I certainly hope they give him a little depth, because um, I, I, I just think he was lack, he was lacking anything really interesting, other than just what would have been there from his character description. You know, he didn't, uh, he didn't. Uh, was it Domhnall Gleeson? Yeah. yeah, I don't feel like he brought anything to that no. part. I, I, I know he's a good actor. I like the guy. Um, I just he didn't have much to work with either. 
It's kind of yellow. I like the yelling yeah. scene. I like the. Yellow. It's interesting because because uh, Peter Cushing is not in A New Hope that much, but man, does he do a lot with his he screen time? He fucking brings it. Yeah. yeah, he just makes a, there's a presence, and I don't want to. Com- he's like the I only. He's like that, the only but... person before the Emperor who you're like, this guy is just running Vader. Um, yeah, it's true. Like you could see him telling Vader to chill out, and he and does. Vader's like, yeah. man, and he goes, "All right, fine." Yeah. yeah, I want I want them to be if if. if if these two carry out through the course of however long, I want the two to be more well, complimentary like to each other and less like, here's the guy who's... He never seemed like he was in charge of any... You know what I'm saying? Like, it never, he never felt in charge to me. And to, to me, as a, as a viewer, I'm not scared of that. I'm like, well, this guy's going to get force choked to death, like, pretty soon. So, <laughs> Tim, you know put what it, I mean? Tim put it well. They're millennials. They're just <laughs> fighting with each other. Because, like, they... They don't understand yet that each other's necessary. Like Vader was shrewd enough to be like, you know what? Sometimes the politicians got a politic, and I just got to do my thing. And like they, they would work together and they'd step out of each other's way when they needed to. But I don't think they like really loved each other or enjoyed yeah. each other's company. And I think these two, Kylo Ren and, and Hux, just need to get to that point eventually where they say you they know, need to be able to work together. Yeah, um, right I mean, they're like just young a, guys and Snoke's just poking them both. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should be able. To- <laughs> <laughs> What if it's just Andy Serkis, behind, the man behind the camera? You know what's weird, though, about, about Andy Serkis was he said part of the reason it's CGI is he said, if you saw what I looked like with all the prosthetics, you would know who it was, which is a really strange I couldn't comment. find because Amy said that on the way ah. home. I couldn't find that quote Yeah, I just anymore. read it again the other day, Did too. you? Yeah. Because to me, which I read, make, I read a quote. One of, the red, one of the siren or the arms people are saying, oh, so he must be Palpatine. He must be somebody we know who he is because... And to, what the hell could it be? Well, to, the, the quote that I read was that the prosthetics that would be required to do it were just too big and unwieldy that they didn't want to bother. And that was from Circus. And then also, um, I kind of took that quote as him saying it would still just look like me. Hmm. Which, the, the, but I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. That I sounds, sounds fine. Well, yeah, the first Real? time you said it, yeah. The first time you said it, yeah, that's how I took it. I'm like, oh, we would know it's Andy Circus. Yeah. Maybe that could be but, it. But I don't know. I'd be, be fine with just a human. It's a good way to stoke I'd be the fine nerd with fire. Snoke just being a guy. Snoke. Just like Snoke the nerd fire. No. <laughs> it's Max Rebo. Who? The Max guy who yeah. plays the keyboard in Jabba's Pill. Mm-hmm. He somehow well, escaped the, the sail barge blowing up and now he wants revenge. There was some on jizz Luke. in this movie. Wasn't there? No, that was not quite yeah. they were not wailing it jizz. Felt, it felt pretty close quite. to the jizz. It was it was it was a it was perhaps maybe a spin off genre of jizz. Um <laughs> Jizz fusion. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Maybe it was like smooth jizz. I don't know. <laughs> Should we explain jizz real quick? Oh, just, I, mean, I already oh, have. See episode. Just Google jizz. You'll yeah. find it out. Go- yeah. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know the the genre of music that Max Rebo plays, in, no, it was it was Figurandian in the oh, motor Figur- notes. Figurandian in the cantina is is it's it's jizz. jizz and they are jizz whalers. Yes. <laughs> they whale jizz yeah. all about all yeah. about that cantina. So we're not just being crass for the sake. The cantina, uh, Maz Kanata's cantina was really cool. It's it was awesome. awesome. That yeah. was fun. And the fact that she says Han Solo and everybody is everybody's like, like fucking uh, asshole. Yeah, she was cool. It's <laughs> great. I'm really glad. Uh, I'll be glad for once this Christmas when I see my little cousins and they want to talk to me about Star Wars. That this is the movie they'll want to talk about. Yeah. Because and I said this before on here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when they talked about how they love Star Wars, but they like liked the prequels. Yeah. I, I will be totally 100 percent in favor of somebody being like, "Oh, this is my favorite Star Wars movie. This is my favorite Star Wars. Like, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Oh, it's Finn or Ray or whoever." I'll be like, "That's good. Great. Good choice. Good characters." Yeah. No, I think I think the best thing I c- I can personally say about this movie is that this is a good star wars movie um 
yeah, it fits in the universe. It fits really well. And um, I think, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I wanted to say that, and it's something that I wrote down, like, immediately after seeing the movie, and I didn't bother saying it yet. But I was basically just kind of thinking, J.J. did something with this movie that he didn't do with Star Trek. And you could argue <laughs> that maybe it was by design with Star Trek. But he kind of, he recaptures a lot of the old fans and, and really does right by the older fans as well as open it up to a lot of new possibilities. Yeah. Whereas Star Trek number one, like anybody who like hardcore nerded out in like the next generation would just kind of been like, I, this is, I don't care. Like my uncle was basically just like 2009 Star Trek is an abomination. Trek and name only. Basically. Tino. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, it started with Catwoman because they go Catwoman in name only. They they never watched Queen. Fantastic! Everybody should watch. Directed by Pitoff. Yeah, yes. Production designer on Alien Resurrection. It looks like it was shot in a pillow. It's so soft. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. On that note, it's. I didn't mean to come. I'm just get. It's. it's, I'm getting grumpy, and it's. Nick's right. It's okay to be excited about Star Wars again. Go get them. I'm somewhat excited. Thank you, Tim. I'm excited will, that you guys are more excited for the next Star Trek movie. I listened to a little bit of those reactions on the last episode. Oh, yeah. I don't know what to think about it yet. But <laughs> you said you did not watch the no, trailer. I didn't watch that one. I don't care about I'm, Star Trek anymore. I'm, I'm down. I'm. But it's like I said. I think when we talked about the TV series, that I kind of wish that there was that voice of old Star Trek somewhere. I thought that's the way they were going to go, and I'm a little bummed out. Just, Justin Lin did an interview. Mm-hmm. And he he kind of came out and addressed a lot of the fears that people were having from a 90-second teaser trailer meant to sell the movie yeah. um, where he said, like, no, I've watched the old series. Like, I understand that there needs to be a story. This isn't going to be Fast and Furious with Star Trek. Well, well no. And, and, and Simon, Pegg, <laughs> Simon Pegg came out and was like, "That's the trailer's not the whole movie, guys. But I'm still talking from the point, like, in the points that my uncle does make about yeah. the 2009 Star Trek and especially Into Darkness, there's... No, there's no room for the like very thinly veiled social commentary through science fiction. And he, he, I don't see that anywhere nowadays. In the interview, yeah, except for like maybe like Ex Machina and like little. There's little pockets of it here and there. Well, I just told you Star Wars did. Um, Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's the interesting thing is that by this being like the most diverse Star Wars movie ever, it's kind of touching on it more than Star Trek did. But and he addresses yeah. that in. The I think I too. think I've proven that the Star Wars universe is more diverse than you give it credit for. <laughs> well, yes, you have. But there were there was two. This adds two more named women characters to the lineup. That's true. They've uh, well, I don't they've, want to say they doubled it, but they, well, yeah, since the original trilogy, yeah, it's doubled. So um, you know, but I don't know. I don't know where Star Trek Three is going. We'll see. Now you perk me up again. So, <laughs> are you really excited for it? Yeah, yeah, good. I think. Um, I think Justin Lin and Simon Pegg are a better combo than we've had on the last two. Star are they co- <laughs> co-writing it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Simon Pegg has a writing credit on, along with. I'm not sure. It might be Lin, or he gets a Lawrence uh, casting guys a co-writing <laughs> comment or uh, credit, but it's just because he created the characters. So don't be afraid. <laughs> Who? Roberto Arki. <sighs> Roberto Arce. Yeah. That's the one name I didn't. Want. There's well, five writers it. on here. You've got <laughs> Simon Pegg, Doug yeah. Young. Uh, Roberto Orsi, John D. Payne, Patrick McKay, and then Gene Roddenberry gets the yeah. I was gonna say creation. So. Orsi. <laughs> oh well, he's not directing it. 
Yeah. He tried to, if I recall reading oh, correctly. Yeah. He, he like, got the to, job. He, he like forced his way. He like, and then they like went, ransomed Paramount. And then JJ told him no. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, we'll move off that. All right. Feedback at MidwestFilmers.com. Right in, he sabotaged Paramount. Oh! Oh! <laughs> let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. We are at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Go there, shop, and have part of the money that you spend come to us so we can make our show and network even better. Speaking of the network, Midwest Game Nerds, we will have a new episode out sometime when they actually start playing Tomb Raider. Thanks, guys. Oh, oh my. Oh, man. Get on that. Uh, Shots fired. I think that's it. Tomb Raider. (laughs) That's my Moonraker Tomb Raider. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, I would like to review The Hateful Eight. Uh, We'll see if that happens. I don't know. That's out this week. It's going to be busy times. It's at the Forum 30 because they got it early. Oh, this week's Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Might be tricky. So, the road show, thing, I yeah, I don't know where things are gonna, we're gonna, where they're gonna lay out, but we'll figure something out. So. We'll just open Christmas presents that we got on the table here. Okay. And tell people how awesome we are. Good idea. Kyle XY, go watch a movie. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren XY. Kylo XY. <laughs>